good afternoon. Thank you for joining me again for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. But later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is three tips for saying no. That's often a problem for us, isn't it? And uh, Christina is on her way to Madrid at the moment, up in the air, so we won't be chatting with her today. So I thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about your business name and uh, some of the ramifications around that. But right now we're going to have a chat with Craig McGregor, who's a recruitment specialist. We're going to talk to him about the use of video in recruitment. Good afternoon, Craig. G'day, Julian. How are you going today? Very well. Thank you very much for joining us again. I love the, I love the way no you problems. jump in at the last minute for me. <laughs> I tell people I think I'm your super sub. <laughs> so uh, more and more companies, I presume, are taking advantage of this uh, video, uh, particularly the, the phones, uh, and uh, using it as part of their recruitment process. Yeah, it's a, it's a trend that's uh, definitely on the up, and that's why I thought a uh, really positive thing to talk about. But uh, if you, you think about, like, uh, real estate agents, they're using uh, video technology to showcase a property in a more effective way. Well, businesses are starting to get on board with that as well in terms of using the video medium to showcase their brand and also the opportunity or the role. It's just a different way to sell to candidates why they would want to choose to work for that company and there's some statistics and I'm, I'm probably a little bit off them but I believe that uh, you know over 80% of people who look at Seek do so now on their phone as mm. opposed to a computer yep. and so the video medium while they're sitting on a train or you know at their uh, lunch desk or you know on the lounge watching TV and scrolling through job ads they can quickly just see it a bit more appealingly and it in that whole social media feed type setup, a, a video will stand out a lot better than a static job ad link. So, I mean, apart from the obvious way of using it for an interview, and we'll have a chat about that in a moment, I, I suppose it allows you to showcase your actual company and, and actually walk around the building or the office and, and show people Correct. exactly what's there. Yeah, and like if you use us for an example, we, we actually created a video um, as part of the interview process for one of our customers. It's a warehouse type set out and we've created the video to show people, because most people who go and work there haven't worked in that sort of space before. Mm. So we'll say, here, quick, watch this two minute video. And it's actually worked in the reverse as well where we've had a number of candidates go, you know what, that's not for me. I can't mm. see myself wearing high vis and steel cap boots. And so they actually can picture it as opposed to us talking them through it. So it's a really good medium in terms of that as well, just not only just creating that brand awareness or like you've just said, saying, yeah, yeah the job entails you doing this, this, this. Well, here it is on, on video. Here's, here's it actually seeing. Here's the person driving a forklift or here's some footage of someone serving a customer or here's the location. So it's, it's a really good medium. So... Uh from the other obvious use for it then is the actual application process, particularly uh, where you're interviewing clients or, or participants that are a long way away. Uh, yep. is it, it's being used there too now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's being used in uh, different methods too. So, you know, you've got your more traditional Skype or FaceTime style two-way communication. So Julian sitting in Newcastle, Craig sitting in East Maitland and we're chatting via video link so we can see each other. Alternatively, a part of the application process it's becoming a lot more standard now that you actually get a link to a one-way video. So Julian applies for a job, he looks like a decent candidate, he gets sent a link, here's six questions we'd like you to answer 
but please video yourself in answering those questions. So from a candidate's perspective, that market's changing, not just from the business perspective. So some people, that, that creates a lot of fear. Well, how am I going to how am I going to have the confidence to do that? You know, and how do I train myself to do that? How do I prepare the room that I'm going to do that interview in? So there's mm. some, you know, it's it's an it's another phase of, you know, like evolution of technology. We used to use a telephone to do the first screening. Videos are becoming the norm in terms of screening. So people will have to evolve and become more skilled in that component of job search as well. So so with the one-way one, it's not live. It can be done at any time and then it's uploaded as opposed to the two-way one where, where it's where it's live in the uh, particular time. Correct. Yeah. yeah, so you get... Usually you might get two or three chances. So you might go, answer that question. Oh, I didn't really like how I answered that. Scrub that one and we'll have another go. Um, and then, you, you know, your final one gets sent. Um, but it's also, yeah, it's great for the candidate that, you know, you're looking after the kids, you put them to bed, they're asleep, you've got quiet space, excellent. Now I can focus and really be the best possible person I can be to respond to this question. So, so yeah, it allows you to control that time. Is it is it generational? Are we finding that the, the, the young ones obviously embrace it quickly and the older generation will have a challenge with this? Um. It's, it's like anything that you say, you can stereotype it that way, but look, we've had some fun with some job ads here where, you know, I would have thought that as well. I would have gone, you know what, it's just going to be the young kids that are going to respond to me. That's not the case. We've yeah. had a lot of um, the older generation embracing it and going, wow, if this is what this person wants, I'm going to, I'm going to send a video back. And yeah, it's a great great tool to learn a little bit more about people and uh, one of the experiences we've had recently I, I interviewed a, a person uh, middle-aged that uh, sent us through a video response to a video that we had and I actually was honest with them and said I may not have interviewed you if it wasn't for the video the resume component mm. of the application didn't really sell you effectively for what we need mm. but the way that you portrayed yourself on the video and the way that you answered the the questions really resonated with what we needed so let's go beyond your resume a little bit and talk me through what you've done to see if we can't find a match with that that role so yeah i think it's a great way to sell yourself and that, actually, actually what that point you've just raised that's often the case we look at people's resumes and we go yeah, this person's good or that person's not so good um and that determines really hard, whether, whether we have the interview doesn't it yeah, and it yeah, determines. It's really hard to write a resume. Yeah, and it determines whether they actually get the interview or not. Uh, and, and, and as so, you say, if, uh, if you if you saw a video, it could make make you uh, change your mind. Correct, and it's the I think that's the biggest mistake most people make when they're looking for a job is they think that the resume is a silver bullet that the resume will get them the job. Mm. It's not the case. The resume mm. will get them to the interview. It's the interview that's going to get you the job. Mm. So, in this new world potentially a video application is one way to expand on your um, skills that's not as easy to write on your resume. And it's also about that, you know, a job is created, there's, there's multiple factors within a job. Yes, there's skills that Julian has to have to be a radio announcer, but you also have to have a personality that fits yeah. that profile. You need to have values that fit the organisation you're working with. Mm. That stuff's hard to write, but you can see that easier in a video. Is there any, are they are people using the technology of, of actually producing a website and putting up videos just uh, and sending people to that when they're looking Good for question. work? That, that's one, one, one way that uh, people are doing that, but most the recruitment software is evolving. Mm. So most recruitment agencies, larger organisations now have the capacity to 
add that to, to the program. So on Seek, for example, you can place an ad now and there's a ticker box that says add uh, video cover letter or allow mm. video cover letter. And what that does, is it's, it's only a one-minute program. So you only get a minute to mm. talk. Mm. But that simple process of use your iPhone, use your computer with a, a camera on it, whatever it is, create a one-minute video, save that file and send it with your cover letter and application, you know, that to me is not only the future, it's happening today. Great. Well, putting on your other hat as uh, Vice President of the Maitland Business Chamber, what's what's happening there next week? Yeah, cool. So we've got a breakfast meeting next Thursday. So what's that, the uh, 20th, so a week today, um, up at Rutherford. It's going to be good. And what we're talking about is, is quite poignant. It's actually we've got uh, Trend Micro are coming to talk about digital safety mm. and not just computers but your handheld device, your phone, and you know, using public Wi-Fi and what you're open to in that space. So from a small business perspective, it's probably something that we're all a little bit naive to. Mm. So it'll be great to go and listen to the experts around uh, what what we can do to try and make our, our use of technology safer. But as usual, Julian, it's also a great place to, to mm. run into someone like yourself or another great Maitland business person. Catch up, have a coffee, do some networking. Great. Thank you very much for your time, Craig. We'll have a chat with you again another time. Excellent. Have a great day, Julian. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Craig McGregor there with uh, the use of video in recruitment. Um, yes, obviously we've got to keep up with the latest technology in all areas of business, haven't we? Christina is winging her way over to Madrid at the moment for another conference. She'll be back with us next week. So uh, looking around for a subject to talk about today, and one of the ones that came up to my mind, a lot of people seem to have a bit of challenge with sometimes, is your business name. And uh, that's assuming you're first starting out in a business for the first time uh, and you want to come up with a business name. What sort of name will you use? Well, if you're using your own name, you don't need to register it. However, if you add anything to your name or you have a, a name that is uh, completely different, you have to register it by law through ASIC at... Uh, uh, at the ASIC website, asic.gov.au. Now, it's the law that you register it. It doesn't mean that you own it. I'll have to repeat that because a lot of people think when they've registered the business name, they own that business name. That's not true. You have to register it because the law says you need to register it so people uh, know who is behind and running that business. But people can stop you from using your business name even though you've registered it. So the first step is that uh, if you're thinking of starting a business, that is, or you're thinking of adding to your business, you need to first of all check on the ASIC website to see whether that name is available, whether you can use it. And normally, uh, if you type in uh, the name you're thinking of using, you'll either get a, a red tick, which says, yes, you can register it, or you'll get a green tick, which says you need to uh, contact ASIC and discuss it further or you'll get a red tick which says no you can't use it somebody's else already using that but the next step is important too and that is to go to ipaustralia.gov.au and check to see whether the trademark has been taken or has been registered um, because if somebody does have your business name registered as a trademark you might register the business name, but they can stop you from using it if they have the trademark. And I know from experience that uh, some of uh, people that have uh, been in some of my training sessions in the past 
have fallen foul of that. They've registered a business name, they've started to trade under that name, they've had their car painted and they've had their shop signs done and they've had their business cards done, so they've spent a bit of money and then six months into it they receive a letter from a lawyer that says, please stop using that name, we own the trademark. And really, there's nothing they can do about it other than to change their business name and then rebadge it all. So you really don't want to go through that phase. You really want to be checking out in the early days when you're first thinking of using a business business name, is the trademark available? Don't necessarily have to rush in and do the trademark, but just make sure that nobody has already got it registered. And then, of course, in this day, day and age with the internet, the next step is to check to see whether the domain name is available. Can you get the .com or the .comau? I wouldn't worry too much about all the other add-on dots there, but the .com or the .comau is very, very important. So can you get the .com or the .comau for your business name? And then, of course, the other area that we've talked about on the show many times is social media. You need to be involved in social media, whether that be Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram or any of the others, can you get the social media name with that business name or is someone else already using it? Because if you start putting underscores and full stops and um, spaces and things in, that only goes to confuse your customers and the customers won't always know to put all those things in. So these days, coming up with a business name, uh, it's quite involved that you do go through those four checks. Can you get it through ASIC? Is the trademark available? Can you get the domain name? Can you get the social media name? We've got time for one of our Harvard Business Review tips and uh, this particular one is uh, three tips for saying yes to no. Saying no is difficult for almost anyone. For some, it's nearly impossible, but sometimes it's crucial for your success. If you find yourself saying yes too often, use these three tips to prepare to say no. First of all, set your intentions. Often, we don't say no because we're not sure what we're working toward. Take the time to write down what you want to achieve and what will help you get there. Secondly, prioritise commitments. Make a list of your current commitments and prioritise them. Commitments that are low on the list should be no items. And thirdly, make no your default answer. Assume that you will say no to any requests that come in unless they meet your short set of criteria. Will the project help you grow professionally or personally? Does it fit into your intentions for the year? So some interesting comments there, and I know that uh, Dick Smith in his early days, I've seen it on his videos there, he used to have a little sign in his office where he pressed a button and up came the word no. So uh, make no your default answer. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at the use of video in recruitment and the importance of your business name. In a moment, Sarah Farley-Adams will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to talk about digital solutions for your business with Ian McDougall. We're going to have a chat with uh, Christina uh, on her trip back from the uh, conference in Madrid and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. 
Till then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Martin Luther King once said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.